Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chris Evans here. A big thank you for downloading our Virgin Radio podcast. Coming up on this week's edition of The Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky, Scott Mitchell and Tanya Franks join us in the studio as we raise money for Dementia Revolution. Incredible chef Jason Atherton chats his new BBC Two TV show and brings some delicious food into the studio for us to sample. Charlene Spateri announces a special one-off show in Glasgow. And Catherine Ryan discusses tracing her English heritage in the latest series of Who Do You Think You Are? Plus loads more great guests. Enjoy, my friends, enjoy. The national treasure, Barbara Windsor, has inspired the nation to help fight Alzheimer's. Today, you could be booking your place on a private jet and heading off to the Amsterdam Marathon, all in aid of dementia revolution with us lot. But in typical fashion, it's not just a race. Oh, no. Here to tell us more, please welcome Barbara's husband, Scott Mitchell, and EastEnders superstar, Tanya Frank. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome in Dame Barbara's birthday week. What a present this is for us. You will love this, won't you, Scott? This is absolutely incredible. Thank you to everyone who's phoning in and bidding. Please, this is amazing. I mean, we couldn't wish for anything better. And and Chris and the team, thank you so much. Don't worry so about much. us. It's the thank least you. we can do. We are just, we are honoured. We are honoured to be part of it. True. Seriously, this is so cool. If, if you haven't been touched by this yet, you will be. Uh, one in eight deaths now is as a result of something to do with dementia or Alzheimer's. And uh, one and a half billion pounds had to be spent last year on people caring for each other from their own pockets. Um, This is obviously something that's crept up on us all. Uh, if, If you've been touched by it earlier than the rest of us, then you'll be more aware of it, but it is gathering a pace for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, but there's so much you can do about it. There's so much we can do about it because, um, you know, as opposed to what's happened with cancer in the last, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they are discovering so many things about dementia and Alzheimer's on a daily basis. The money's extraordinarily effective, isn't it? That's the oh, thing. It's incredible. And that's what they need. You know, it, it was underfunded and, and all of the all of this money that we're raising here is all going to such a good cause. It's all of our futures. It's your children's futures. It's everyone's futures. And that is an important issue. Yeah, and people are discovering now that the, maybe their mum has been diagnosed um, with, with uh, uh, a form of dementia and then they find that their dad has mm. well guess what's coming next mm. you know it's not it's, that might not be what you want to hear but I mean and it's also for young people as well you know young people are being diagnosed with dementia this is this is across the board it doesn't it's not they we have this perception that it's an age related disease it isn't an age related disease I did I it's, did yeah I know and and th- that is the perception but it's you know people young people are also being affected by this and uh, and this is more about what we're learning and this is more about what the money is going for is the research to find a, a way of being able to to cure that and to stem that uh, Tanya where are you with your training ah oh, right okay so i've had a tiny bit of an achilles problem oh, over the last few we weeks we all right go. okay okay but on yes. saying that i've been working through it and uh, and yesterday i i did 
three miles, only three miles, only three miles, but I was back on it. And I'm going out uh, after this to do a little run, another three miles. And then next week, I'm going to start doing hill training because, of course, we've got Windsor coming up, yep. the half marathon for Windsor, which is also part of the Dementia Revolution. It is. And, uh, and that one is going to have hills in it. So I've got to train for On that. the plus side, yes. mm. there are no hills in Amsterdam. There are no hills, there in, are Amsterdam. No hills in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's completely flat. <laughs> but there are other challenges in Amsterdam. Y- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, which may make things, make things other e- hills easier. Decline. It may seem like the longest marathon of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're turning a PB. How, how's your running going, Scott? Well... It's, I've been picking it up recently. Yesterday I did 10 miles. Oh, well done. You're oh, on yeah. that thing. Yeah, well, I was actually very inspired uh, by Heaton, your man. The frothy coffee the man. The frothy coffee man, because the day before we had a chat on the phone and he, we were talking about running and he said, oh, I might do 10 miles tomorrow. And I think that was like a little seed that, that went inside me. And I thought, well, if he's doing 10 miles, I'm going to go out and try for this. And, and did it. Then he did 11 so, 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 there, so there's my next run. All right. Okay, 12 tomorrow then. Uh, are we going for a run after the show? I think we are, Yeah, we? you're coming. Are we running back to your place? We're running back to my place. So, yeah, yeah certainly what I did today is I went and parked my car around where I think Barbara and Scott live. But oh, I yeah. Not that I'm stalking you. I, but I think I know whereabouts you live. So I parked yeah. my car there this morning. I ran to here, so I'm going to run back with you. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, so it's going to be perfect. Right. right, Tanya, it is to your doorstep as well, isn't it, this yes. disease? Yeah, yeah, my stepfather has Alzheimer's. And uh, he was diagnosed in 2013, and it, again we're seeing we're seeing a, a progression. Um, that's what happens, and that's what you expect. And we just literally just we we talk about everything that happens as it progresses. We keep talking about it, uh, and I think one of the big moments for us recently that m- my mum really it hit home for her was m- my stepfather. Um, is, a, is an amazing pianist, fantastic pianist, plays every single day, has been playing since he was a child, every single day of his life. And he he has days now where he just doesn't play as well as others, and that's been frustrating him. Uh, but, but mum says there's absolutely no way he wanted to get rid of the piano. She said, no, absolutely no way. That's the one thing that you must keep going. And so he perseveres with it, and some days he plays it brilliantly. And the other day he went to go and play the piano, and he walked into the kitchen and looked under the shelf where the kettle is for the piano. And, uh, you know, and then walks in and finds the piano and then sits down and plays it. And it's those moments that it's hard for mum to to deal with. And, of course, for Derek, it's a moment of dis- being disconcerted. Mm. And... Uh, you know, that's that's what happens. We were hoping for £200,000, a total of £200,000 by the time we'd gone off the air. That's along with uh, Alan Brazil on TalkSport, his 10 seats on the plane and 10 spots in the Amsterdam Marathon on the weekend of Friday the 18th of October. That's what we were hoping for. Two hundred grand was our target. And I'm not being cute here. That's that's We knew it was worth doing if we could get two hundred grand. It's worth of donations this morning of bids. Uh, well, um, it, it's it's gone rather well. Let me just say it's gone rather well. Uh, the first 10 seats and spots in the marathon went for £73,799. Uh, the next 10 went for £66,678. Uh, the third 10 went for £75,349. And now it's time to tell you about the final 10. Go on then, Vassos. The total for this last set of 10 
£105,400. All right, and let's, Scott and Tanya, you can read out the total uh, so far, and there might be a little bit more on top of this, uh, but the total so far, this is without the Talk Sport 10. Um, uh, Scott and Tanya, it's over to you guys. The total is £322,426. Yes! Rock and roll! Yay! Rock and roll! Thank you. Thank you, thank you. 322,426 thank yous. You're amazing. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest ran away from Skegness at the age of 16 with the foolish idea of becoming a chef. <laughs> Turns out he made the right call. Episode two of his new show, The Chef's Brigade, is on BBC Two tonight. And here to tell us all about it is a man with more Michelin stars than you've had hot dinners. It's the delicious <laughs> Jason Atherton. Morning, Jason. Uh, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So we'll talk more about your TV show in a second or two. Now, now what of this mythical dessert that's winging its way in our direction? Oh, it's literally fighting its way through London morning traffic. Right. To your lovely palate. Okay, now we have the guy, the guy, we're in contact with the driver, and he's, Ray, his name is, Ray! 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 applause for Ray! Ray! And he now says he's, his sat now says he's four minutes away, but in London, that can mean four days away now, because travel's... <laughs> Yeah, things traffic is travelling slower than horse and cart ever thought it should. Um, so, so what is on its way? What is what is what is what allegedly is coming here? So we're going to do the tidy mess. So basically, it's a, it's a bit of a take on the new on on the eating mess as we know, right? Which is not a very elaborate dessert, but it's yummy, yummy, yummy. Yes. So we wanted to do a, a sort of new take on it. So it's a very sophisticated meringue casing. Underneath, you've got this beautiful little cheesecake made yeah. with brilliant savarin. Yeah, yeah. Wild strawberries, fresh strawberries, wild raspberries, wild raspberry sorbet, <gasps> all the little lemon balm. <laughs> Touch it, and it just collapses into a mess. I love it. Well, how God bless him, then, trying to get it here in a minicab. Poor old Ray. He's got free speeding tickets. <laughs> he, said, he said he's covered it with his... Um, <laughs> He's covered it with his coat to protect it. It's like some kind of, um, like they did with Chernobyl. What did they do? What is it called? What is it called? Well, that's a thing when they, when they enshrine it. Anyway, I can't wait to see it. Ray's got to bring it up. Ray's got to, somebody's got to look after Ray's car downstairs so it doesn't get towed. And Ray, we've got to give Ray a round yeah. of applause. Yes. We have to do that. Breaking news, Ray is in the lift. In the lift. And Brett, who works on our show, is downstairs with Ray's car, uh, trying to not let it get towed or ticketed or just, I don't know, do they, do they clamp now? They might clamp for this one. They might make a special exception for Ray. Uh, right, so Ray is... He was in the lift. Ray is now... Is this Ray? Ray! Hey! Come, in, come, in, come in, come in, come in. Ray's, Ray's coming in. Ray, the cab driver, is coming in with whatever Jason, uh, the, t- the tidy mess, which has been rustled up, lastminute.com, in Jason's Pollen Street uh, Pollen Street Social. Yep. Okay. Oh, Hi, Ray. Hello there. How, How are you, mate? Not too bad, thank well you. Done. Yourself? Uh, good. Any pressure with this? Uh, yeah, just a little bit getting here, but it's here and it's safe and sound. All right, so we've got all the so we've got, we've got the main ingredients. We yeah. have to now compile and knock it up. What's that? Is it what's As that you bit? Say what's that in bit? the professional? What's that? Well, let me have a look. What's that bit there? Oh, that that is that is the meringue case and what took six months to perfect. Oh my goodness me! And that's the, if you touch that a little too, it just collapses. Okay, so okay. well done, Ray, getting here in one piece. Okay, what and what's the, what are these? <laughs> so these this is lemon balm, little yep. wildflowers. Uh-huh. We're in season right now. All right. Uh, we got some little wild raspberries. Are you going to assemble this? Was that I'm the right term? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Jason, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to dissect this one. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to re-dissect it. I'm going to okay. put it all back together again. More from Ray here. Um, chat from Ray, our, our, our hero, official London cab driver with the yeah. badge and everything, up the cabbies. 
Fuck the cabbies. And uh, Ray, of course, you've, you've faced the irony over the last couple of days of London becoming a lot quieter because the kids are at school, which the roads are more easy to navigate, but there's less customers. That is true, yeah, it's harder work. The work gets a little bit busy later when the uh, tourists come out, but in the morning, it's a lot quieter. So for a while, for a while your wife thought you were telling porkies about your, your, your um, media exposure this morning. She did indeed. Uh, I'd get your colleague to convince her that I was uh, actually going to be on your show. What's her name? Sarah. Yeah, well, Sarah, you better believe it now. You can't handle the truth, Sarah. Where is she listening? Uh, Abbott Slangley. All right, OK. And what time did you start this morning? Uh, about half four. OK, and what time did you finish? About two o'clock. OK. You're up at silly o'clock, same as us. No problem at all. All right, so um, look at look at Jason at work here. He's got, he's got his game face on, haven't you, Jason, there? Oh, yeah, I'm concentrating. So what are you doing you now? You better believe it. Look what, at that. what have you done thus far? I've got to do, I've got to do Ray Proud, haven't I? OK. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a lemon bomb. I'm popping on there. Are you technically plating then... up now, or is, or is this oh, more yeah, than yeah. plating up? Yeah, I'm not dissecting, that's for sure. <laughs> so basically, then we've got to put little wildflowers on. We've got our lovely wild strawberry sorbet. The flowers. Are they nasturtiums? What are they? Uh, yeah, we've got some nasturtiums. We've got some little... Uh, um... You can eat those, can't you? Yeah, yeah, Kids absolutely. love that. Kids love that. Because when little... you give kids flowers, they can eat. They love it. Mm. They absolutely love it. A little wild sorrel. Pop it in there. Right. So a little wild sorrel going on there like that. Our raspberries. Hang on, but you don't encase this with the meringue, do you? Yeah. Oh, my So And then we do me. that, right. This now. is a thing of wonder. So then what we do... Hang on. Have we got a large spoon? Yeah. Who's going to break it? I think Ray should do it, don't you? you? Do it, Ray? Because Ray spent so long trying not to break it, he should not <laughs> get the chance to, to break it. Come on, Ray. Right, so basically, Ray, what you're going to do now is just use the top of that spoon. I want you to tap that. Right. Oh, oh. nicely tapped, Ray. That's Well great. done, Ray. And then we literally just pour a little bit of the cream on top. Tidy mess. And then tidy mess. There you go. In you go, Ray. Come on, Ray. What do you think? Give it a taste. A bit Ooh. of the sorbet. A bit of sorbet. There you go. Mm, stunning, was lovely. That, was that worth free speeding ticket <laughs> <laughs> and a parking fine? <laughs> All right, so we've never done this before. We've got a spoon each, okay, on like a tricorn in, in three different uh, separate areas of the plate. So let's all go in together. Come on, Vassos and, and Danielle. We've never done this before. Okay. What's the base again, Jason? So the base is brilliant Savaran uh, mousse. So it's like a lovely, almost like a posh cheesecake. Okay. Oh, mm. Awesome. Well, that's ridiculous. That's really ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God, that's absolutely gorgeous. Now, Jason, is six months well spent. Yeah, yeah, you think so? That is. Yeah. Good. Those wow. raspberries. Thank God you didn't oh. break hard, Ray. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest has come a fair way since her band's humble beginnings in Glasgow. Texas are headlining the opening ceremony of the golf spectacular Solheim Cup in September and are bound to putt in a performance you will never forget. Please welcome an albatross, eagle and birdie all rolled into one. It's Charlene Spiteri. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Charlene. Good morning. Charlene. 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 So, you you have uh, on the same outfit that I last saw you in. Yeah, that's because I'm still trying to dry off <laughs> from that very day. So, so honestly, this is the exact stage outfit that Charlene wore. Uh, it's now what's known as her Carfest North tribute outfit. It is. Take, it is the tribute outfit. Take us, take us through what you're wearing. Well, I'm, I've actually got a different t-shirt on because my t uh. my t-shirt was navy blue. I had on a white t-shirt uh -huh. on the day off yeah. um, with my blue dungarees. Yeah. I did have my suit. But the last time I got wet at Carfest, my suit shrunk by about six inches in all directions. So didn't think that was a good idea. So I kept on my dungarees. 
As wet fests go, um, yeah. how and you've played loads. Um, I, I've done f- 15 of our own now, but you've played many, many more than that. How wet was it on a scale of one to ten? Fifteen. It <laughs> was insane. It was insane. Honest to God, I, we do a car fest now, and I always just see our monitor and sound guys just go, oh, no, it's raining, because they know that I will go out and play on the front of the stage because yeah. we're so far back. Um, so that we don't not because we don't get wet so as we don't blow up basically yeah, or electrify yourself yeah totally electrify yourself so the mic goes out with me but I don't know if you saw me this time with my hand over it because the last time I was I got I blew the mic up didn't I you're such a professional nowadays such a professional finally, finally. Like, cup the mic cup the mic now, now the really bad news at a festival at the weekend and we opened our show with this at half past six Boardmasters has had to be cancelled uh, in the southwest not because of the weather that's there now but but because the weather that's that's going to be there it's a severe coastal weather warning for the southwest oh. and it's such a shame florence the machine uh, were booked to oh. play um uh, foals were booked to play 20 odd bands were booked to play this and i f- i really feel for them my heart goes out to them because the irony is that the festival is set up now and it will be it'll be looking gr- fantastic but the weather's coming in oh, and, no. and you just can't risk it the wind is the the wind is the thing you have to be very careful of and I said today, you know, because of all the all the bands of Bookshaw, yeah, wouldn't it be great to just decamp the the music aspect to a nearby stadium? Don't you think that would be an idea to have a standby stadium? It would be really fantastic, but it would be whether you know it's, it's all the technical stuff that comes into it. There's me being really like straight, um, but it's, it would be a fantastic thing if they could just move everybody. But then they'll start looking at security to make no, sure no. that people are indoor. You know, it's all that kind of Such stuff. Such a shame, though, isn't it? Do you know what the really gutting thing is? Is when that happens when you're playing a festival and something like that happens it's like do you know that 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 feeling you get when someone plays a record and they stop it before like in the middle of the record you can go (gasps) it's like it's because you're so ready to do the festival that and then somebody goes the festival's gone it's off apparently some DJs talk all over like the best bits of records which is unforgivable (laughs) unforgivable well especially in a Scottish accent what What was that Scottish accent what is that Scottish accent listen what about what about yours well, mine is, mine is genuine and it's original. Well, that's I think say. I may start to talk like this. <laughs> just oh, just to keep it all going. It's a bit too good, that. Don't you that's think that's rather That's a bit Gwyneth Paltrow in Sliding Doors. She, she really got on my nerves in that film because her accent was so good. I think I thought, well, we're all English and we can't tell that you're not. And that's sort of not fair. It's not fair at not all, fair. Chris. They've asked you to go on to talk sport in a moment or two. There's a bloke on there with a really, really <laughs> dodgy Scottish accent. Jim White, isn't it? He, he goes under the name of Jim White. It's like this character that he's invented. He's not really I used Scottish. To cut, I used to cut Jim White's hair. Come on, tell By the way, he has got a great haircut still. Yeah, I used to cut. When back I was a hairdresser back in Glasgow, when Jim was like, you know, Jim's like this big TV personality in Scotland and um, and I used to cut Jim White's hair. Now, he's, he's energetic now and some. So he does a radio show in the morning he does Sky Sports every day on the telly yeah. what was his energy like 20 or 30 odd years exactly. ago I, honest God he hasn't changed a bit really he's got a little bit fairer in the, the, the hair colour but yeah, apart yeah. for that no, nothing else has changed and, um, you, know why, you know why it's a big 24 hours for Jim don't you why is it a big 24 20 hours? transfer deadline time yeah. oh, okay. and oh, he, yeah, that's he's right. the we king tie, of the transfer he's, deadline he loves the transfer with tie colours he, he loves it I've seen him doing it it's very so that's what you're going on for and um, uh, who do you support who do I support? Yeah, we've never talked about this. I'm an Arsenal supporter. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about north of the border? Or did you just not go there? 
Celtic. Celtic. Okay, so yeah. Celtic and Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, of course, you're very. I meant Scott Scotland, of course, because you 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 have been and remain great pals with Thierry Henry, don't you? Yeah, well, Thierry's the godfather of my daughter, Misty. Yeah, and uh, tell in case people don't know, do you know about his goal celebration to do with Misty's birth? No. Okay, over oh. to you, Charlene. This is classic. This was so I really didn't expect after having a baby that um, I would be on the newspapers the next day with um, a thirty thousand pound fee. Um, fine. A, a fine. Sorry, not a fee. Fine. <laughs> um, who basically Thierry was getting um, done by the the FA for putting for the newborn kid oh, on his yeah. top. So You're he pulled his to top. Yeah, there was not that they'd yeah. they'd banned putting like, you know And that was the first was that the first That was the first, the first one time. done yeah, after, I remember the after fine. I didn't yeah, realise it the was fine for you. and it was for me for the newborn kid. And what did the T shirt say underneath For the newborn kid. For the yeah. newborn kid. Because their middle name's kid and right. he says I'll, I'll put it on the T shirt. So But of course he couldn't have shown the T shirt unless he'd have scored. So he had to try extra <laughs> hard to <laughs> score that day. He'll always score. Do you remember do you remember who you played against that day? No Honestly, I was away with the fairies. You know, I just had a baby and I was like watching the game on the television and I saw this happen and then the next day it was it was oh, it was chaos. Texas have a one-off gig celebrating 30 years of 1989 Southside. Texas will perform a special gig of the album from start to finish in order, which has never been done before. And this is a native Glasgow's food bank, Sunday, 15th of December, 2019 at SWG3 in Glasgow. So there's that and the Solheim Cup again. Mention that yeah, one more time. Yeah, we're doing the, we're doing the Solheim Cup, which is we're doing the opening ceremony for the so they're announcing the teams that day um, and that is on the 12th September The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio Quality sleep is essential That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've heard from three guests already, but there's loads more still to come. We bring the new Virgin Radio daytime lineup into the same studio for one day only. The French Buzz Lightyear, Monsieur Frankie Zapata, joins us just days removed from flying over the channel. Connie Huck discusses her brand new debut kids' book, Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World. Plus, Noel Fitzpatrick, the super vet, chats about this year's Bigger and Better Than Ever Animal Rescue Live on Channel 4. All that and more, but first, Dapper Dave. Who's next? Virgin Radio is the home of the best breakfast show on earth, but the fun doesn't stop at 10 a.m. It's time to meet our new daytime lineup. Please welcome the early breakfast sauce pot, Sam Pinkham, <laughs> master of mid morning, Eddie Temple Morris, <laughs> afternoon aficionado, Tim Cocker, and the darling of drive time, Miss Kate Lawler. Woo! Morning, lady and gentlemen. He's got a nice larynx, that boy. He's all right, isn't he? He's all right, Dapper Dave. Okay, so who do we talk to first? Uh, well, let's go in chronological order, shall we? Uh, or we could go age, top down. Uh, no, we'll go. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Eddie makes me feel slightly better because he's one year older than I am. That's just the one year, but he looks ten years younger than I am. All right, come on then, Super Sam. First job in radio was... Uh, Iron the Sky? Iron the Sky. Iron the Sky. Iron the Sky. So I was you... Iron the Sky. For, right. I, was, I was just thinking then. I did have a very short job before that, but the main one was Iron the Sky, yeah. So bouncing around in a little aeroplane above the East Midlands roads 
On Virgin Radio. How are you on with Virgin Radio? How are you with motion sickness? Were you okay? Terrible, with it? terrible. <laughs> it was horrific every single morning. And in fact, my doctor said after two months, "You've got to stop this job, otherwise you're going to make yourself really ill." Because I was, I was being sick the whole time. Right. And then, it, and then, and then it stopped, and it was fine. Oh, but, so yeah. you can get over it if you just keep doing just it. Got to keep doing it. I didn't yeah. know that. But it, they, they, see, the pilot would circle above incidents, so right. we could report on them around and around and around. It was awful. It was orbiting. Awful, yeah. I think it's yeah. called orbiting. But yeah, I was on Virgin. Was one of my four radio stations. Right, Eddie, over to you. Well, first job in radio? Yeah. Uh, I guess coffee boy, assistant producer in BBC local radio. Best place to cut your teeth. Which one? Uh, BBC Hereford and Worcester. Hello, Hereford. All right. And did you really make coffee? At the beginning, I mean, you know, like every AP, you've got to make a good cup of tea. Get the fuel going, keep the fuel coming. An army marches on its stomach. Okay, and then you you MTV'd it for a while as well, didn't you? Uh, I got headhunted from from Radio 1, where we were together. Uh, I got headhunted to be a a presenter on MTV, yeah. Right, Kate Lord is here. Morning, Kate. Good morning. Your first job on the radio was when and where? Um, It would have been 17 years ago, and it was covering for Steve Penk. Do you remember him? Yeah, the prankster, I do. Yeah, yeah. Of I do, was covering yeah. his late show, 10 pm till 1 in the morning. It was yeah. a week's cover I was given shortly after I did Big Brother. And Duck to Water or not? I <laughs> loved it, yeah, yeah? straight away. Okay. And then I was given Hit Music Sunday with Andy Peters. Right, and you're, you've been uh, here for how long now? Uh, three and a half years. Three and a half years it's on afternoons. What have you enjoyed most about afternoons thus far? Oh, goodness me. Not going to lie, the time slot is pretty cushy. It gives me a lot of freedom. <laughs> I, I mean, still con- go to gigs. Content but, but, from a the, listener's point but, of view. For, for, no. <laughs> I, I, I was brilliant for the school run. I was joking. Um, she was so wasn't no, joking. I really love the music right. and I've just enjoyed seeing Virgin grow and grow and like blossom into the radio station it is right. now. Now, we, were, we were asked you all each for your favourite band. You, you said, I can only cut, cut, cut it down to three, didn't you? So those three, Led Zepp. Yeah. Foo Fighters. Oasis? I, I can t- Did I say Oasis? Yeah, you said Oasis as well. Okay, so those three. But if you had to pick one, you've Oasis. got to pick one. Oasis. Because I, I grew up with Oasis. Did you ever go and see them? Never. Okay. Anybody seen Oasis? Anybody? Yeah, lots of times. Lots of times. Where do you see them? Where's your uh, best one? Main Road. Uh, what was the big one? Nebworth? Nebworth was massive. Oh. Yeah, massive, yeah. Massive. But then it was uh, eclipsed it was by big... Robbie Williams, wasn't it? Do you remember? Uh, so they, yeah. they played two nights at Nebworth uh, to a record number of people. Then he played three, which didn't go down too well. <laughs> yeah, to be right, didn't Noel call him the fat dancer from Take That? I think so. <laughs> Did he? That does yeah. not surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Noel on a sort of untypically grumpy day. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that man is a grumpy man alive I he? think the best oasis could go into but I, I'm not sure they played right so it's already uh, okay. it qualifies I think it was at the electric ballroom in Camden yeah that would make sense and I think they played with Ocean Coliseum but I'm not sure <laughs> could anybody yeah. confirm that yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> I think I went to a great oasis gig at the electric ballroom yeah, I, th- I think you'd be. Right. You, you, it sounds right. And Ocean Cut, and they're all mate. You know, Steve Paddock, yeah, they're yeah. all mates. I hope one day they get back together and then oh, I can go and see. They them. may have just been there. Um, I think, do you think they will one day? One day. Uh, I mean, no. I hope so. But Noel's I, at it again on the front page of the Guardian today against Liam, raging against Liam. Oh, is it Noel? Ra- it's normally the other way round, isn't it? Well, well no, they give as good as... More or less sort of 50-50, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's more, who's got an album out. It's more serve, serve and return. <laughs> oh, he, yes. Uh, here, here is the voice of Tim Cocker. Uh, Tim, well, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome Thank to you. the permanent daytime yes. lineup here on Virgin Radio. You are in the old Kate Lawler school run slot. Yeah, well, I'm going to try to uh, <laughs> not make the wheels fall off Kate's work for the last three and a half years, yeah. Okay. Thanks, darling. Right, well, so now here, because we've had, we've had little sort of cheat sheets made up from, from all of you, um, uh, your favourite band is? James. James, okay. No and question. It says here at age, and you've put 30-something, so you're being coy about your age. <laughs> Am I? There's, well, that's what it says here. It doesn't well, matter, by the way. 
Nine. You can put a nine on the end of that. Thirty-nine. Okay. Is that Shabby's age or is that a real thirty-nine? That's real. Okay. Thirty. When when are you forty this year or next year? Uh, next month. Next month. Oh. Perfect. Okay. Oh. Well, great. Let's have it on the air. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Let's take him out. We can take him out in the morning. Yeah. Then we can deposit him. Oh wow. About <laughs> five to one, uh, and then we can all listen for three hours, which should be hilarious, and then we can pick him up again at five past four. Yes. Yeah. Thank Sounds you. Like yeah, great, if okay. you could. Uh, so the brand new Virgin Radio lineup as of uh, this morning: Super Sam Pinkham with early breakfast four through till six thirty. Then you got ourselves till ten. Eddie Temple Morris ten through till one. Tim Cocker one till four, and Kate Lawler four through till seven. All we can say is good luck, everyone. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. The super vet Noel Fitzpatrick, who has his show back on Channel Four. It's live on Channel Four. Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock, live every week, Animal Rescue Live. Uh, so tell us what it's like uh, to travel hundreds of miles in a cage in the dark. Enlightening. It's the first time I'd actually been in my own headspace for about 10 years. <laughs> it's true, because I just like work and then fall asleep, don't I? So they put you in the position of a puppy farm puppy. Yeah. So the point of this as I say, it wasn't anthropomorphic. I didn't want it to be just us, you know, Noel pretending to be a puppy. That wasn't the point. It was, what does that mean to us as a society to have a family member in the back of a cage in the dark, having come out of very difficult conditions, maybe uh, with very poor health record, very poor uh, environment, uh, with papers that are potentially faked, and then you're being shipped to somewhere where you're fake adopted. So you're shipped into an environment where they may put you in a home. You know, they'll put several puppies with a pseudo mum. They'll hire a home and uh, they'll sell those puppies for top dollar. And the thing about it is, I mean, this is a harsh reality. Um, you know, that top dollar could be laundered money from criminality. It could be uh, exploitative of other uh, workers uh, of all kinds of nefarious activities. So I was trying to shine a light on that and I thought, what better to do than strap myself in a cage? The challenge was that it wasn't legal to actually uh, strap yourself in a cage uh, as a human being because you're supposed to wear your seatbelt, aren't you? You can't travel on any road in the United Kingdom without your seatbelt. So they had to put me in a harness. Talk about uncomfortable. It was no problem being in the, in the cage. I'd be quite happy. I've slept in cages at work. There's no problem me curling up and sleeping out, oh, dandy, no problem, nice long drive. Sleep. No, hooked to a harness to the back of a van. Going I bet you loved it. Hated yeah. it. It's not the first time. <laughs> strapped it. Strapped no no, it. That, 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 that was when you and I had that weekend away. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was, but it was very interesting being confined like that. And then they purposely left me in my own headspace. Big mistake yep. for you, me, <laughs> and your head. Yeah. Never try and beat the mind with the mind. That's a new one. Yeah. So I was in my own mind, and I discovered covered all kinds of things I perhaps didn't want to shine a light on. And that was tough, you know, uh, solitary And this is post-autobiography. Yeah, and that's the next one. Blimey, Riley. And uh, yeah, autobiography is, uh, I know you're not on to plug this at all, but it's out in paperback now, lots of people buying it for the beach read. Um, how's it doing compared to the hardback sales? I bet it's pretty much similar, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's nice, it's nice. I think we a quarter of a million, something it's like that. It's not terrible, is it? So, no. It's all right, it's all right. It's you not know, terrible. Just writing on the back of a piece of paper on a Saturday night, it's all right. Um, all right, what else? Uh, so, uh, if you'd, you should have phoned me. Well, Why, from the cage? Can't, I can't, can't phone you. You've got no phone anymore. I don't anymore. have a phone. No, that's a so good point. So I have to send you smoke signals or send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> no, it's just this issue about you having to wear a seatbelt. 
Yeah. There is a way around that. Oh, is there? I yeah. couldn't go on the ferry, by the way. No, there's a way around it. Yeah. If you if you are in a car, in a vehicle, which wasn't originally fitted with seatbelts, you don't have to wear one. No way. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the back of this van had never been fitted with anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would have been fine. And so Why was, didn't you tell the production company that? It was fitted with a big that? sweaty Irish yeah, super van. Yeah. In a parachute harness that didn't parachute. Oh, it gets better, it's just doesn't it? It's costume. I'll tell you, the best bit was when you had to is pee. How you normally go to work? Because you're getting old. We're getting old, you know? So the, not they, they thought, oh, Noel can easily do an eight-hour op without without peeing. We're not even gonna <laughs> we're not even gonna think about that. We're not even going to think about Listen, it. If you can I mean, survive an Eagles concert without You're peeing, from Wales. you know what the roads are like, feeder. But dump, 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 bladder going off. It's like okey dokey. I know that there are puppies in here, you know, possibly in their own pee, but which is terrible. But I had to have a pee. But it's so funny, isn't it? Because a lot of people would consider, um, you know, puppy farming as a soft crime, you know. But it le- it's surrounded by horrible uh, dark crime, isn't correct. it? Correct, and and that was absolutely brought home to me when I had to go in depth into the subject. It's it, you're absolutely right, Chris. It's surrounded by darkness. Uh, Sir Professor Noel Fitzpatrick, he's been knighted, you know. Just didn't like talk about. No, he it. hasn't. Yes, he has. Uh, is is back with a bigger week of Animal Rescue, bigger than ever. Animal Rescue live starting next Monday through to Friday on Channel Four at eight pm. Have you had the call from the palace? No, I've had a letter. <laughs> no, 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 that's summoning me. No, no, I but kicked the Queen's fix, handbag over you, the last Don't you time, fix so the Queen's like, dogs and you can't talk about can't it? Can't talk about it. Don't you fix Harry and Meghan's dog and can't, you can't, can't talk, talk about, about it? Can't talk about anything. Okay, you can't talk about any of those things. Can't talk about anything. Okay. I would say, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if, if bookies take bets on future nights of the realm, but... That'll um, be you. What? That'll be you no, next. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Millions of pounds for charity. What? Yeah. No, Never going to happen. Um, but you are nailed on. I don't know if it's going to be this year. What, what year would you like? Just tell them, because they do listen. They listen. No, 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 no comment. Come on, come on. Can't, can't, can't go there. That's top secret palatial stuff, Would Chris. you take it? Of course I would. Okay. We're deeply honoured to have okay, so you that have, in our society. We had um, Sir, no, Lord, Lord the Professor Robert Winston on the show a couple of weeks ago, and that's how you say it. So he was a Lord, right? Sorry, so, sorry, he was a Knight... And the professor. And became a lord. And the way you say all that now is um, the lord, the lord, that's it, the lord professor Robert Winston, isn't it? So you would be... Well, you'd, just, <laughs> you'd just be Sir Professor I'd just Fitzpatrick. be leprechaun Fitzpatrick. Because no, Professor Christopher Evans, who is the stem cell genius, yeah, yeah. who has been on this show and who we love, Morning Chris, he is Sir... Professor, Professor Christopher, Christopher Evans. Evans. And you know him, don't you? Yeah, you know cancer well. magnet. He's, he's done more for cancer than most people in the UK. Fantastic guy. Well, and about to have done more for cancer than anyone in the world in technological terms yeah. because he's putting together this algorithm, this Absolutely. global algorithm, uh, which you can go online with and you can... Yep. And, it, you know... Everybody says, you know, if you think some, something's wrong with you, don't go on the internet. It's the worst thing you can do. Well, it's not actually, because if you go on NHS sites and bona fide sites, it's, it's when you start going off piste mm. that things start to go uh, pear shaped. Uh, but he's yeah, putting. What he's going to do is he's going to make it all legit and hopefully source compounds from all over the world and, and in fact, hopefully work together with animals because uh, he and I both realised that cancer doesn't care whether it's in a dog or a human. So hopefully study it together and find results. The best of the 
the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. She's a Canadian comic who's likely to have your face or mine in fits of laughter by the last leg of any show she's involved in. Soon she'll be discovering just how Canadian she really is in the new series of BBC One's Who Do You Think You Are? Please welcome the gorgeous Catherine Ryan. Good morning, Catherine. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You can't say gorgeous when I know you've got cameras streaming online. We could fool them with just the radio. And, but... and also, the guy who said gorgeous isn't even here. That's on tape. Dapper Dave's not here, everyone. Okay, we're making it sound like he is, but he's not. Maybe gorgeous on the inside is what he meant. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. Well, I don't know. He's not here to answer oh, okay. for himself. Okay. Um, so he said in, in, in his intro that you are about to find out how Canadian you are, but you've already found out because the show's already in the can. Well, you're about to find out how Canadian exactly. I am. Exactly. Who do you think you are? Was any of it a surprise to you? Yes, there were loads of surprises. Um, I obviously can't reveal what all those surprises were, mm. but um, it took me to a place that I knew in my heart I might have roots in so how does how does going on bbc uh, the bbc's who do you think you are how does it work uh well i think that everybody wants to be on the show because uh, maybe people are in two minds i've spoken to people who say oh, i'd never want to find out the, my ancestry i'd never want to know the past they like to keep that door closed and then there are people who are very curious and who would love to know and obviously everybody watches the show it's one of my favorite programs it's always entertaining i've been watching this series jack whitehall and mr whitehall and uh, Naomi Harris. I just love the show and I'm one of the people who wanted to know. And so did you have a, a private little agenda? Was there somebody you particularly wanted to find out about in your family? Well, the women's stories in my family are really quite vague. I think women lose their names. Uh, historically, we weren't allowed to own property. We didn't keep our names and they're actually quite difficult to find. My dad's side of the family are from Cork. My dad is from Cork. So that was no mystery. But my mother's side was quite mysterious. And what about your granddad? My granddad on my mother's side was a was an interesting character. <laughs> okay. Now, were you did you have any inkling of that before you got into this? Well, yeah, I knew that the men on my mother's side were quite. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know how we're saying it now. Cabaret, quite like uh, Frank Sinatra, and they were they were men's men. Right. You know, and they were bon vivants and raconteurs. And I expected that they would have led very, like, twisty, interesting lives uh, historically. OK, so so geographically, mm. where did you come from? So so we know Wales. Sorry, we know Ireland. Yes. We know Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what else is in the mix? Where else is in the mix? Well, that's the bit I'm not allowed to say. Oh, why not? I mean, just looking at me, you can tell I'm not going to be from, you know, I'm still <laughs> not allowed to sing Cardi B on the underground. OK. I'm very ginger. They've done what they've done what they should never do here. They've given they've given me the spoiler. They've written it down and they said, but this is a spoiler, please don't read it out. Well don't give it to me then for heaven's sake. Well at least I know the rules. Look, no. it was it was um I was very uh, surprised by yeah. a lot of what I found, but I also got to see a lot more of Canada than I had ever seen before. So if you're interested in seeing the beautiful parts of Canada, not where I'm born, I, I never speak highly about my hometown, but all the other bits of Canada, if you want to see those beautiful pictures, it's very Game of Thrones, my episode. Ooh. Oh, yes. I really look like a like a white witch. Okay. Um, did you enjoy the, the, fi the final, the, the season finale of Game of Thrones? Were you a big fan? 
I was a fan, a fan, yes, and I'm looking forward to the the prequel that's being written now by the very masterful Jane Goldman. I just think it's a great series. Yeah. Oh, were you a fan? I never watch it. I'm busy. No, you're not busy. You're bu- we're getting loads. Watch, of t- watch. I've seen it. I've seen it once. You're busy going to loads of rock concerts. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, I've seen it once. Okay, you claim never to and sleep I, because I, you work 27 no, hours a day. I, I do sleep saving- now. Actually, I'm getting old. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is news to me. Yeah. Okay, I was sitting behind you at the Who. Oh yeah, wasn't that a wonderful it was concert? Fabulous. Yeah, you were right there. I was there, and I I had food envy. You you were like you had the best food. Oh my gosh! So that was a beautiful lamb curry, and I. Oh, don't, I don't eat meat anymore. Neither do I. Neither do oh, I. Uh, this is an interesting conversation. Uh, uh, but I was sitting behind her, and I saw her picking the meat out. Yeah. Oh, I see. You see, I had the sauce. I was so hungry, and I just wanted the rice and the and the veg, and there was no. So two two. Are you vegan or vegetarian now? Vegetarian. Okay, vegetarian or vegan. Well, vegetarian. Well, vegetarian. But you're both talking about lamb. Yeah, I know. And she was picking out. I'm like, what's going on there? Thank she you for noticing. Half the time, she was like, "What is going on?" Who'd you go with? I went with my current partner. Your current He's partner. a very good-looking man. Is he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was sitting well, behind I'm him. T- I'm glad you took such an interest. No. Not so vegetarian now. No. <laughs> how does it work, right? How does it? How do vegetarians feel about kissing kissing their partner? Right, if they've just had a, a, a lamb biryani or something, doesn't that surely that that must count as some kind of meat cons- consumption? No, it's delicious. I think it's when people haven't eaten that breath is an issue. You know, like a driver who's been in the car all yeah. day just with coffee in the morning and nothing else, no water. That's the no, you don't want I'm that. Not breath. talking about the smell of the breath. I'm talking about how does it affect your vegetarian status if you're snogging somebody who's just polished off a massive lamb biryani? Um, Aren't you still taking in some meat molecules? Well, she there? was taking the sauce off the meat for her vegetables, so. I guess she's used to it. All right. Um, so, any, any other gigs this year? I saw the Spice Girls. Yeah. What did, what did you think of the Spice Girls? I, oh, you know, they're very <laughs> iconic for someone like me growing up when I grew up. Yeah. Girl Power. Uh-huh. I loved that gig. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Fido, I, I was going to mention the Spice Girls in the same breath as the second wave, <laughs> second wave of fandom. You know, because that's what it's about. It's about. Well, uh, it's uh, about I'm going to take a little bit of exception there. Fido are an iconic act of of indie <laughs> rock. Excuse me. That have uh, set Catherine, the tone no, for a generation. You can say the same. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, uh, given the choice, Primal Scream, Feeder. I'm just saying. I would. I would. I would go. Well, that's you, but it's horses for courses. I know. I get that. Just different dogs for different dinners. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Different dogs for different dinners. (laughs) The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. She's a legend of Blue Peter, a co-writer on hit Netflix series Black Mirror, and now an accomplished children's author. Here, armed with copies of her new kids' book, Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World, please, ladies and gentlemen, back the truck up. It's Connie Huck. Good morning, Connie. Hello. Good morning. So you're so busy saying hello to everybody, and... Uh, who do you know that's here and how do you know them? We have worked together sort of in the past. Uh, I'd love to say that my animals, my menagerie of pets are tended to by a super vet, but I don't have any pets, actually. So there you go. Um, Catherine and myself go back a long way. Um, we first met when you... Not- Beauty pageants. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hooters. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what about the Hooters beauty pageant? Yeah, yeah, we were, we were that as well. co-champions. But is it right, right uh, Noel, that Connie uh, get, bequeathed you Peter your badge. first Blue Peter yeah, badge? Yeah, okay. a big, huge honour. When? Yeah. When was that? Oh, God, it must be... 
it's a long so time ago now. I can't now. remember, but, <laughs> it was, but it was like a dream sequence for me because, you know, it was like the epigee of achievement. You know, some people get a Nobel Prize, but I got a Blue Peter badge mm-hmm. in my head at that time. It was just a, a real epigee of achievement. And uh, what kind of badge was it? Was it the blue, standard? The blue sailboat it, with the uh, white. So it was white. the standard Blue it Peter was blue badge. blue on white. Because if you did something special, you got like the more sort of brooch yeah, like badges. Get, no, but I like, I like the standard badge. I did yeah, want the brooch I like badge. The I wanted the, the classic Blue Peter badge. Do you still have it? I certainly do. And I have it in, uh, actually it's in my house, like most things are where they're stored in the, in the den of iniquity, my house that I rarely go to. But it's a, it's a prized thing. It's actually beside the, it's on the mantelpiece beside a picture of my mum. Perfect, oh. beautiful. Right, we have Connie's book to talk about now. It was published yesterday. It's her first kid's book. Okay, so Connie Hook writing a book about Cookie Hack. Connie Hook, <laughs> Cookie Hack, little girl from Bangladesh, um, inspired by, I wonder who. <laughs> do you see some similarities there? I mean, people do say that you write best about what you know so I thought hey why not do that thing then um yeah so she's loosely based on me but if she was really based on me growing up it'd be a very boring book so she's like a heightened caricature I like to call her sort of a cross between Bridget Jones and Wimpy Kid so chaos follows her around and she sees the absurd in everyday life and let's face it nowadays life is getting more and more absurd as uh, the seconds tick by so there's also little comic strips in there which are sort of her head thoughts and her flights of fancy that, um, now that's very wimpy kid and nothing wrong with that because we all love wimpy kid uh, Noah has uh, page one uh, ready to go oh, give no, us a little bit now? okay oh, what's the chapter called now it's called animal lover animal lover off you go then if I don't get a pet soon I'm going to explode it's taking over my life I am an all or nothing kind of person and sometimes when I get an idea in my head there's just no shifting it and right now I need to have a pet. Plus, everyone else seems to have one. Okay, well, that sounds pretty good to me. First of all, very well read. Okay, so that's what the text sounds like. But what did it... Sorry, reads like. But what did it sound like in the ears of a seven-year-old? What did you think of that, Eli? Good. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah, okay. so, it's all going very well, Connie. Yeah. Uh, so, you so, can do the audiobook, the next audiobook. So where does Cookie go from there? I mean, that's just the first page. Yeah, so basically, Cookie's best friend. So Cookie used to feel a bit other. We've all had those situations where we feel a bit like an outsider. And then two years ago, this new girl came to her school, her best friend. They've been inseparable. But her dad's just been given a contract in Solihull. So Cookie is absolutely mm. gutted that her best friend's going to be moving away. And then to add in to injury the most annoying boy in the world appears on the scene so um, not only does he buy the cat that she covets in her local pet shop no. uh, yeah I know it's devastating um, he's seated next to her in school because her best friend's off one day and he gets stuck in the seat next Did to her they fall in love um, I'm, oh, that would be a spoiler, wouldn't it, Chris? Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't want to give it away. Right, let's, let's, but but no, well, they fast, don't. <laughs> fast, forward, fast forward to chapter 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fast forward to the end. Do you so, ever do that? Do you ever look at the end page when you want to? Well, when when some books haven't got much on the blurb, that's what I do. I'd like ah. skip to the end and see like what the book's really about. Clever. So did you read other children's authors? Yes. So basically, on my Blue Peter years, which were many, we started doing the... Um, children's book awards so often I'd be a judge on the panel and then I was quite a a voracious reader myself as a child but I really found that I was reluctant until I found that right book often it takes the right book to get you hooked in and I remember I read uh, Super Fudge by Judy Bloom which is actually a sequel Mm. but I remember thinking this is the first book that I've read without pictures where I could just devour it and it felt like it was written 
not talking down to kids. It wasn't patronising. And that's the thing. I meet a lot of kids that aren't really into reading. But it's about tapping into the right book. And then and then you're away. Did you love and it? And this is the right book. Did I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. Okay. Like, I think I read it in two sittings. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World. Um, out now uh, for uh, your summer reads. It's Connie Hook writing about little uh, uh, Cookie Hack. Will there be more Cookie Hack? Yeah, so they've got stealth education in there. So this one's all about sort of Cookie likes long words and she's kind of a bit geeky. She likes STEM learning, so that's science, tech, engineering and math. So book two is all about climate change, saving the planet. Book three will be about computers and hacking. So they're all on a theme. Absolutely love it. Right. I've read it. It's truly a magnificent book. Have you read book. it? Well, 7 to 12, that's my reading demographic. Right. That's what I read. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. Catherine's got a daughter, Violet, who's... And I have to say, she's so bright. And, and I was like, this is the most amazing poison tester. Well, we're big fans of yours. When oh, did this happen? When did when did you read the book? Oh, I got an advanced copy, didn't yeah. I? Was this a couple of weeks ago or...? About a month I've had yeah, it. Did, yeah. you, did you ask for feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, because I didn't. You know, obviously, if grown-ups like it, it's good. But it doesn't count. You need to get into the minds <laughs> like of these that. little dudes. That's um, good. And so Violet is literally the the target um, demographic. So yeah, I. It's sent fantastic it. that you have a stealth learning stream as well with the stuff going through well, it that you can introduce this stuff while mm. they don't even know. Yeah, so mm. it's packed with stuff like I don't know. There's a graph in there, for instance, and it shows the positive correlation between the amount of hours she spends with her best friends and her happiness. And there's Hilarious. stuff like Venn diagrams, but they show like team picking, how popular you are, how sporty you are. Like the very so clever, yeah, very stuff. very clever. Now, are you, are you interested? Are you sold on this one? Sold. Okay, Yay. excellent. That's great. Um, and it, I love that phrase. It, it's good if grown-ups like it, but it doesn't count unless kids do. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. He stole the headlines this weekend after successfully crossing the English Channel on his jet-powered hoverboard. It was his second attempt in as many weeks, so the message is clear, kids. Never give up on your dreams. Please welcome the flying Frenchman, the frankly stupendous Frankie Zapata. Good morning, Frankie. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Where are you at the moment, Mr. Zapata? In the airport. In Spain. <laughs> okay, so you've been to Spain. All right, so you, you're busy in Spain. In Spain, they have a permanent sort of human flying show. It's one of the attractions there. And Frankie was, of course, a massive superstar guest uh, just yesterday, the day after he finally achieved this amazing channel crossing. When did you first fly your hoverboard, Frankie? Uh, it was in uh, 2016. And what was that first debut flight like? Oh, it was it was amazing, you know. Uh, but the first time I fell, you know, I I fall in the water the first flight. So, yeah, so it the, the it was amazing, but it, it didn't last a long time. It lasted like one minute, and I crashed. <laughs> and how did you feel um, when you took off on Sunday, having almost done it the time before? Oh, you know, I was like stressed, but I want to fly to my dream. So. I was motivated 100%. Now, the first time you had to go, we covered it live on the radio, and we were so excited for you. I mean, when we, we, we thought you were going to do it, because you looked so confident, and then we heard that something had gone wrong. And first of all, the most important thing was that you were safe and you were. What exactly didn't go to plan the first time round? Oh, you know, the first time I fell because we didn't choose the, the good boat, you know. The, the problem is that we, uh, the first plan, we... We plan to go to land and to just refuel in the air, and finally, and finally, the plan changed because the uh, um, French authorization and etc. It was a little bit complex, you know. 
And at the end, we had to we found another boat, but we didn't found it. And so the boat was extremely small, and the wave was uh, was really big. So the boat was moving too much, and and I hit the platform with the board, and I and I crashed very bad in the water. Right. Okay. So second time around, you, I, I'm presuming you got a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so uh, I took a bigger boat, and and everything was uh, perfect, but uh, except the landing that. You know, it's always hard, you know, because the, I have a board under my feet. And so when you land on a moving, on a moving platform, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. But uh, I finally did it. And so we were, we were happy. And I, and I realized when I land on the boat that I did 90% because, because after it was just another 20 kilometers. But I was trained to that. So, so I realized that, okay, now it's just 10% more. And I can do it. <laughs> and what does it feel like? So, so, so to get going, you lean forward. Is that correct? So you lean forward to change your trajectory, exactly. and, and then obviously, what what is causing you to hover then has a sort of more uh, horizontal thrust and starts to push you along. So, so you you change your attitude. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just lean forward like the electric overboard, you know, that you can buy. Yeah. But and then and then I change my gravity center. And then the, the, the jet engine provides a thrust. <laughs> and so it, it's what is happen when at low speed. But after at high speed, I just manage my body with the, with the wind, like a, like a bird. So, so it's a combination of both, you know. It's, uh, it's really amazing. And tell us about your flying car. We're getting lots of texts about your flying car. So, no, you know, we find a way to, to build a, a, a flying platform with jet engines. So, so it's uh, it was a very high challenge because the, normally the jet engine are too slow reactions to control the platform, but we we invent something. We invent a special thruster, a, a special thing that never exists before, and um, and by this way now we are able to make flying everything, everything. So we create flying platform that is for the moment confidential, but uh, in the same way we we design and we build. A complete flying car, something that can change the, the mobility of the human. But at day one, we want to use it for recreational. We want to use it for give the ability to every human on Earth to have this kind of experiences and to just fly, <laughs> just fly and enjoy. You know, so that that's my goal. That's my goal in my life. So give to everybody the ability to have the same experience I ha- as I had this weekend. So yes, that's our focus and. Uh, we are a good hope to release the car before before the end of the year. And have you heard from President Macron in the last forty eight hours? I, I met him. I met him um, just before the the fourteenth July. Right. And I hope I hope to meet him another another time one day. You know, it's, uh, so I love my country, and so I hope I can help the army and special forces in the future. So okay, are you, also an, have you have you watched the movie Toy Story? Uh, Toy Story? We. Yes. So for sure. you are like Buzz Lightyear, yes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we have, we have the kind of. we have the French Buzz Lightyear here. Hang on. Vers l'infini et au-delà. Oui, bravo. <laughs> um, 
Frankie, thank you for talking to us today. Merci beaucoup. And uh, please stay in touch with us. We are your official UK radio network, Virgin Radio, OK? OK, no problem. Thank you so much. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.